Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. We are joined now. Look at this. Jay's last stand. He's been on his feet for 35 minutes. Forrest Gump of standing. Yes, standing and doing a radio show. Imagine that. How long until you get the treadmill where you're, where you're walking? You see me doing Pilates while you do this show. Before it's all said and done. Deuce McAllister, New Orleans Saints color analyst, SEC network analyst, joins us now. Good morning, Deuce. Good morning, fellas. How you doing? Good. The Max, Deucer. Why, why did you call him a color analyst? <laughs> oh. What's <up> with that? <laughs> I did. What, I said just, color. What, Deuce, we can't be just be analysts. You have to there, wait a minute. Analysts? There's I, I no ed at the end of that. How do we, we even get to a colored analyst key? I don't even know what that is. I'm not answering. How are you doing? What are we in the right, deep sorry, south Deuce. of the 19th century? I'm trying to figure out how much coffee you guys have had already this morning, and, you know, to be going off the rails already. <laughs> oh, but I could, but, 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 but for one. sure, I haven't heard color analysts in a long time. Yeah. I, I was, was a color analyst. analyst. I'm just With saying, no I haven't, I just usually. SEC network analyst, I, all this color yeah. analyst stuff. I Max is know. a colorless analyst. That's what they would call him. <laughs> Jeez. Go ahead, Deuce. What's up? Very, he's very, a Caucasian analyst. Very pale analyst. <laughs> and Key is an avocado analyst. There it is. White boy analyst. All right. What's your reaction to Derek Carr choosing the Saints, Deuce? It gives us a stability. Um, probably took a little longer than the Saints would have liked as far as overall. Uh, but you do get it done before free agency starts. So it gives you some stability at the quarterback position. Deuce, why, why do you think, and you played in the league and you've been around for a while and you cover the Saints in and, and college football as well, but why, why do you think that people like Max Kellerman <laughs> and Jay Williams oh, no. why am I involved? always feel like a guy like Carr is less than what he is? Well, that's one that's way not, to put it. it. Deuce, less that's, than not what what that's not even what happened, Deuce. Don't, go ahead. Well, I, I think part of it is because you haven't won consistently on the big stage. I mean, you, you guys kind of went through the numbers, or at least on a promo went through the numbers. You talk about it. He's been in the, the National Football League for nine years, and he's you know he hadn't won a playoff game. So the perception starts to become he's not very good, which I don't think that's necessarily the case. Mm-hmm. You see, Deuce, I, 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 I told Key at the beginning of the show that I think he is above average quarterback. I, I think there are special traits. I just, you know, what happens in media, what happens when you talk to football, everybody goes back to, well, look, he's had six head coaches. And I'm like, okay, I understand that. But, like, where is the level of accountability with him as well? And I, I get that as an athlete. I've had some pretty crappy coaches. I've also seen beyond average players lift and raise crappy coaches. So that's where I get a little bit confused. Help me decipher that. Well, I mean, but it's, it, it, it's okay to be above average as well. Yes. I mean, everyone is not going to be elite. 
I mean, we, we, we know that. And so some guys have that ability to be able to raise the level of play for the other players and themselves just be able to say, I'm going to hold it together. It's okay to be that, that player. I mean, you just have to be comfortable with who you are as a player. And, and, and so now the perception gets put out on a national level that you're not very good. Well, you're good. You're above average. You know, and, and when you look at it across the board, there's only 32 quarterbacks in the league. Now, is he a tier one quarterback? probably fringe he's probably elite or right there at the top of the tier two level quarterback and I think for the New Orleans Saints or for what they want I think that's good enough for what they want to be able to say hey look we can give him some playmakers we can put some players around him and he can be a a really good quarterback for us and even at times he can be elite for us Mm. Mm. Deuce McAllister Super Bowl champion New Orleans Saints colored Analyst is Max Kelly has said SEC Network analyst <laughs> joining us this morning. Going, joining us this morning are Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Deuce, what other uh, decisions do the Saints have to make this offseason for this team to really compete in the NFC? Well, I think one of them, you've got to get the situation uh, settled with, with Mike uh, Mike Thomas. And, and for him, you've got to be able to give some weapons to Derek Carr. I think that that's overall one of the things that you want to be able to do. You know, you're, you're obviously going to monitor the situation with Alvin as far as um, what he's dealing with out in Las Vegas. I mean, even last year they had to probably add to that backfield. So they've got to add another runner to the backfield. And then I think, you know, offensive line-wise, where do you go with it? You, last year you took a first-rounder, Trevor Penning. He was hurt, played a little bit. You know, does he take over at that left tackle position? Um, you know, what do you do from a depth standpoint with that offensive line? So, and then the other part, defensively, you've got to solidify the inside. I mean, uh, Cam is getting older at, at the defensive end position. Defensive tackle was probably a letdown for you uh, last year. Uh, so you've got to play better there. But when you look at the division overall, it starts there. Uh, you're at least in a pretty good position from the division standpoint to be able to at least compete there. And then, you know, if you make some more moves, then you put yourself at least in a conversation to be uh, one of the better teams in the NFC. I mean, the AFC is a whole different animal in itself, but you've got to get out of the NFC before you can even think about the AFC side of the, the, the equation. Dude, so let's talk about Dennis Allen for a second. If there, if there are any concerns that you have about Dennis Allen, what would they be? for him being long-term or being a successful head coach there? Well, he's got to show improvement this year. I mean, I think that this team has to show improvement this year. Uh, I don't want to say a losing record is a fail, but, you know, they, they, they can't be 7-10 and 10 again this year. And so, for Dennis, he's got to be able to lead. I thought that, you know, at times last year, guys probably blew him off a little bit. Uh, as the year went on, you could see him really get control of that, that team and really start to make them be accountable because I don't think that they were very accountable early on. I thought there were way too many mistakes, uh, way too many little things that guys were not held accountable for that probably cost him some games uh, last year that he's, he's got to nip it in the bud right away. And then I think also, you know, the perception is always as a defensive coach, you're not very aggressive because you're always going to lean on what you know. I think for D.A., hey, look, tell that offensive staff, I have your quarterback. You've got a guy that, that has been in control. He knows how to lead. It's his team. You guys have to go out there and turn it loose. I mean, you have enough talent across the board to be able to put up some points. That defense will keep you in games. But offensively, you've got to go out there and turn it loose. Deuce McAllister here on Keyshawn J. Will and Max, New Orleans Saints color analyst, SEC network analyst, as it says right here. Deuce, um, 
you and Key both have Derek Carr as a fringy elite quarterback. Key will talk about he's sometimes in the first bucket, as he calls it, sometimes toward the top of the second bucket. And I, I think he's probably, you know, top 12 or 13, something like that. Um, it, can you explain, though, because Key talks and you uh, about like how if you played the game, um, you can see it. And by the way, I don't hold that against Keel. Oh, you don't go to the fact that you're a player. Why not? You guys have expertise no one else does, right? But explain it to Jay and me why he is fringy elite. What do you see with Derek Carr that makes you say that? Well, I think you start with the intangibles as far as first overall when you look at it, you know, he's going to be able to go out there and lead. He's going to be able to get guys lined up. Hey, look, you know, I'm going to hold you accountable as the leader of this offense, as this team. I am going to hold you accountable. I mean, because – and Keisha knows it, and, and, and even Jay Will knows this. If, if, if you have a leader that nobody follows, what do you have? You just got a guy. You just got a guy. And so that quarterback has to be able to get those guys to buy in to follow him. And if guys aren't buying in, then I've just got a guy out there. I mean, because now players don't trust him. Why am I going to sell out and give my all when I don't trust the quarterback or the guy that's leading us? And so that's, that's the one thing. He's got to get, he's gotta buy, get, get the trust from those players. The other part of it is just from a talent standpoint alone – whether it's making throws, whether it's making plays, whether it's seeing something that maybe another guy doesn't see, you know, he, he can do he can do some of that. But I don't know if he can do it consistently for seventeen games. And that that's where you talk about those buckets that that, that Keyshawn was, was talking about from elite traits to, you know, you, you got the Patrick Mahomes, you got Lamar, you got um Allen, you got some of those guys that they can take over a game. And nine times out of ten, they can take over a game 17 weeks straight. Some guys can't do it. And that's where you have, you know, hey, look, he's a good quarterback. He's above average quarterback. But, you know, for 17 games, he's not going to be the guy that leads you. You're going to have to have some other playmakers that can take over a game. And I think that's kind of the bucket that he fits in when you look at him and you look at what he's done over, you know, over his nine years in the NFL. That's how I see it, too. I agree. He's never – remember this? He's never been a back – He's never been a backup. He lost his job based on some, we're not going to let him play the last four games because we're going to owe him $40 million if we do that. He's right. never been a backup. That's right. He's always been, been a starter yeah. since day one. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I think that's that's something that you have to be able to look at. And I think that was something that from the Saints, from a recruitment standpoint, they, they had to look at it and say, hey, look, this is the guy that we want. And when you look at it from the Jets standpoint – Let's be honest. The Jets are waiting on Aaron Rodgers. I mean, let's be honest. That that was their first choice, and that's who they wanted. And I think Derek was a good – I don't want to call it a fallback, but he was a good fallback or a number two for him. But, you know, at the same time, the Saints said, hey, look, you're our guy. If we miss on you, we've, we've got problems, and, you know, we don't know where we go. They probably had a plan, but, you know, I don't know if it was on the level of being able to acquire uh, Derek Carr. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. That is Deuce McAllister, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Deuce. Appreciate you jumping on with us this morning. All right, Deuce. No problem. Thank you, guys. All right, Deuce. Deuce. So I agree with his analysis of David Carr. I also think something Derek. that – David Carr? What did I say? Derek. Said David. I said David? You said David. Yeah. Woo, it's happened Derek. to me earlier. Derek Carr. Yeah, well, listen, David, his, his brother was drafted Decon. one overall. He also played for the Giants briefly. You don't Giants have to briefly. explain. It's understandable. Um, Mike Greenberg was in here uh, earlier and called him an average quarterback and – Key, you kind of bristled. Do you think he's better than that? 
you don't think he's way better than that. Like an average starting quarterback is, you know, between 12 and 18, let's say. But you think he is a step above that, right? And Deuce McAllister seems to agree with you, and I agree with you too. I want to say something else, though, because it triggered it in my mind when you said he's never been a backup. People underestimate in sports a player who can give you at least average production over a period of time. That actually has a lot of value. Right, because a lot of players in the league, if you're average, you're kind of below average a bunch whoa, of whoa, years. Whoa. I'm sorry to interject, but like, just put that in perspective. Like, yeah, average in the league of the elite of the elite. Yeah, starting quarterbacks. Like, yeah, in other so, words, yeah. you're you're, you're usually starter. year in and year out. You're usually no worse than 15, 16, 17. A lot of years better than that. But, right, but out of 32. But the reason I the reason I bring up he's never been a backup quarterback. If you've been in the league nine years mm-hmm. and you haven't been a backup quarterback, yeah, you've saying. been a starter. Yeah, that's legit. Yeah, yeah that, no exactly. doubt. That has you know <laughs> that's there, legit, like, man. Like, I, I think I always think like a lot about baseball. I'm a big Yankees fan. I, there were guys in baseball in this last era. There's a guy Joe Randa, a third baseman, played for Kansas City mostly and everything, and he was good. He wasn't he wasn't bad, but he was like averageish, maybe a tick above. But every year like that for ten or twelve years, you had a real guy at that position, and when that real guy is at the quarterback position, the most important position probably in American team sports right now, you really got something. Speaking above average, you never uh, – Jay, you're still standing. You don't yes. say that uh, Tom Brady's going to come back next season, right? Oh, like, there's no way. What? Right? I knew it. Listen to something from it. the rumor mill coming oh, up, God. ESPN Radio. I knew it. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will. And Max. What up, Nothing. Key? Holding it down for y'all. For y'all. That's right. That's what's up. Homeboy. How are they treating you in Houston after all what you talked about the Astros? I don't think they appreciate the fact that I consistently... Curveball coming. <laughs> I don't think they like the fact that I teased them about the Astros. One of the greatest songs ever made. I don't care what anyone says. Well, a lot of nights at the club with this song, boy. Woo! Jay thinks that's a great song, too. You are a child. I'm a child? Why am I a child, Jay? (laughs) Guys, this was very interesting to me. Rich Eisen, 
formerly years ago, our you colleague have to say at ESPN. To me, if you were to say this is very interesting, wouldn't that be to you? Well, we're going to see if you find it interesting or if Key finds it interesting. Yeah, but you don't have to say to me. We know if you say this is very interesting <laughs> that you find it interesting. You may, on this show, someone might take exception with, like, for example, could you imagine Keyshawn Johnson saying the following? Well, you all might find that interesting. I don't find it interesting. That's fair. Yeah. That's what no, I wouldn't say that. But you're the one determining whether you find something interesting or not. You don't. He's letting you know that he I, finds it interesting. I, 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 I know, know, but he's going to say to me. Jay, come yeah, on now. To me, but the to me, I understand why to you him. think it's redundant. It what is I'm redundant. Suggesting, it is redundant. But, but what I'm suggesting is it may not be interesting to everyone. It's not interesting to me, but go ahead. See? See? That's not that Damn it, Keith. Go ahead, Max. Rich Eisen was sharing rumors that he heard. At the Combine. Sharing now, rumors. to be fair to Rich Eisen, he said he had multiple sources on all those rumors except for the last one, and the last one was what he heard about Tom Brady Look maybe not being done. I on confirm, his show Monday. We're confirming multiple Rich sources along, of... Wait, Max. We're confirming multiple sources of rumors. Right. That's what we're doing. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. Look at all these rumors. Rich <laughs> came up with an day. excellent way... To circumvent certain, <laughs> but but like, because we're opinionists on the radio, we're, we're having some fun. Rumors now? So okay. Rich wanted to talk about something fun, and he figured out a good device to do it. On his show Monday, he passed along a handful of rumors from his time in Indianapolis in the 2023 NFL Scouting Combine. One of them was the following. Here's the quote from Rich. This one just blew my mind. Tom Brady might not be done after all. A couple people were just like, Hang on, just you wait. Unclear if they're talking like they have extra knowledge or they're just surmising. Eisen also added one AFC team might be interested if this plays out. Quote, the one place that folks are saying to keep an eye out for is Miami. Key, isn't that interesting? I mean, it's fine. It is what it is. Tom Brady's done. He's not. That's why I say to me. Yes. It's it's whatever. I mean, nothing to see here as far as I'm concerned. I mean, it's you know, it's a it's that time of year. It's the off season. People are just speculating. It's the off season. It's that time of year. Man, Tom Brady's so far gone from the NFL right now. It, it's he's so far removed from the NFL, like literally removed from the NFL. Mentally, he's gone. He's checked out. He's on a whole nother universe right now. How could you retire twice? Easy. Michael Jordan did it. Uh, yeah. the, the, the second time was the done time, right? It should have stayed right then, yeah. Uh, so, like, wait, you're going to retire for a third time? Like, are, are, is he really? And, by the way, think about when he did retire the second time, when he said, I'm not going to take you guys through the whole ranger. I just want to do it short and sweet. I should have did this the first time. It's done. You're telling me Tom Brady is going to come out of retirement again. Let me, be st- let me play devil's advocate. Michael Jordan yeah. did it. Not yeah. the third time. Yeah. No, twice. <laughs> this is only two times for Brady. Yeah, it's true. That's yeah, Jordan did it twice. Yeah, twice. Yes, okay, well, here it is. Maybe that's what Brady wants to do. I want to win seven <laughs> championships and unretire three times. I want to be ahead of Michael Jordan and everything. Here, no, he's only done it twice. Right, but that, what I'm saying is you got to so do two do before it again you get three. If he comes back and plays. Jordan got six chips. Brady wants seven. Jordan retired twice. Brady wants to do it three times. He's only on two. This is what I – here, let me play devil's advocate. I'm Stephen Ross. Tom, look, let's just say, and, and Rich went over this possibility, if the medical stuff on tour doesn't come back to the, you know, with the kind of stuff that you'd like to hear, where it just feels like you have to be careful with Tua. Ross goes to, Ross goes to Brady, look, 
We met on the boat. We seemed to have worked something out. By the way, we got we had to give up a first round pick based on that meeting. You think maybe we do the right thing here and go through with the plan after all? Give it one year. Like we got a real good offensive mind at head coach. We got a lot of weapons for you. Come back and give it a shot. Yeah, and 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 then lose to Buffalo in the first round. I don't know about that. Or lose Buff- to New England Buff- in the first round. Or, lose it to no England, or, no New or, England. Or Stop lose that. to I mean, Cincinnati in the first round. Well, like Cincinnati Brady doesn't need it in his life. There's nothing there. There's there, there's nothing to fulfill there. He's like there's nothing. Yeah, you know, Key's giving the the Rocky three speech that Mickey when he saw Clubber Lang coming. We don't need him in our life, Rock. I just there's nothing like, there. We're just holding on to Tom Brady so hard. No, no, I'm not like, holding no, on no, to not, him. No, no, no. I'm just saying the world <laughs> in general. You're holding on to Tom like, Brady so People hard. just can't let Tom Brady just go. Hmm. Just let him walk off into the sunset. Like, it, it's, it's I've family. seen enough last All, year. I'm I, good. I, 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 I'm cool. Like, I'm cool on confirming rumors. Hey, Tom, Key. you hear what Key says? You I'm can't cool. do it. He saw enough last year. You're all washed up. Can't be done. Can't <laughs> yeah. come back. That's what Keyshawn Johnson just said. I just want this man to go enjoy Let's being see if that goes viral. Keyshawn Johnson, Brady's washed up. Yeah. He'll come dare back I tomorrow. Say, dare I say anything about Tom Brady or Mannings? I get it. You can't say anything about those quarterbacks. Yeah, Shouldn't yeah. even like be allowed Rock to pronounce their name. What's that? I said, like Chris Rock, can't say anything about rappers either. Why is that? I Why need to it? watch a stand up. I know. I'm gonna. By the way, I'm gonna watch it this weekend. I'm saving it. All right. Yeah. He's not on Chris Rock. He's not. I watched it. Yeah, yeah. Give me another one of those, Jake. It was okay. Then I'll stop. Chris just okay. Chris Rock's the best stand up of all time. No, number one. More lies. Stand up number one. Yeah, I I can't really. Richard Pryor's great. Eddie Murphy. If you want to make an argument that I'm like Eh, Eddie Murphy, okay, you might say Eddie Murphy. What do you mean? Yeah, okay. Eddie Murphy is better than Chris. Okay, I'm not going to argue too hard against Eddie Murphy. That guy might be the you know in his day. Forget about it. But Chris Rock is right up there. Right up there. That's to me. I need another horn. This without seeing (laughs) his stand up. This the yeah, one I mean, I've seen enough Chris Rock stand-up. Okay, all right, tell me how you feel after you see this one. You watch it tonight? Uh, no, over the weekend. Okay. He's from New York, Max. <laughs> is you know that what that? it is? You think he's from, did you know he's from New York? Yeah, of course. Oh, okay. <laughs> of course I knew. Uh, fellas, Bryce Young's combine measurables. Whose voice is that? They confirmed what we already knew about his size. He's fought. He's an NFL 5'10 and 1'8. You know what that translates into the NBA? He's a small forward. <laughs> In the NBA, he's 6'4. Does Todd McShay still have Bryce Young as his top quarterback? Well, it just so happens here at KJM on ESPN Radio, brought to you by Progressive Insurance, that Todd McShay, his very own self, is going to break down this quarterback draft class. KJM, ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. 
Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. I think Bryce Young has a chance to be a superstar. Manufactured weight to get to 204, but what are you going to be in November of 2023 when you're playing in the NFL? I'm confident in myself. I know what I can do. I think he's a smaller version of Patrick Mahomes. God. Oh, my God. Keyshawn J. Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPN2. We're on Sirius XM Channel 80. We're on your podcast. You can download it. We're on your smart speaker. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. And join now by Todd McShay, ESPN NFL draft analyst and co-host of the First Draft Podcast. Todd, 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 Todd. Todd, your latest mock draft just oh. dropped this morning. You still have... Bryce Young, all five foot ten of them, two hundred four <laughs> pounds, soaking wet, bricks in his pockets, going first to the Colts. What are teams saying about his measurables? The only the only concern with with Bryce Young is the measurables, and, and it's it's different. Like we've seen quarterbacks come in at, at just over 200, 205, 210 pounds, but he at two hundred and four pounds would actually be the slightest quarterback drafted in the first round going back to 2006 when we started tracking this. So uh, there's a concern. There's no question. If you're, if you're not going to draft Bryce Young, it's because you're worried about the durability. It's not the height anymore. He, he knows how to maneuver in the pocket. He knows how to find passing windows. It's that slender frame. And if you've ever stood next to him and, and like, you know, shaking his hand and, and just look at him versus like a Kyler Murray who has similar, you know, similar stature. Kyler's thick and built and, and looks like he could last. With Bryce Young, you worry about that. But other than that, and, and you heard it on the clip before, it, to me, he's got a lot of the Patrick Mahomes in him. Just so poised, understands where the pressure's coming from. He knows how to elude pressure. He's always looking down the field. And he just has magic to his game. And so I, I think he's the best quarterback in the class. I would gamble on him. But I've talked to some general managers in the league that say, you know what, I need my quarterback to last 17 weeks, and I'm worried about him lasting 17 weeks. Todd, Todd you've been covering this stuff a long time, and the 17-week thing is real. Big, big quarterbacks, there's a reason yeah. the NFL, the, there's a reason the NFL is a big man's game. With that being said, though, is there somebody out there that's linked to Bryce Young, much like Cliff Kingsbury was with Kyler Murray? Because Cliff Kingsbury drafted Kyler Murray. The Arizona Cardinals didn't draft Kyler right. Murray. They now, now they're kind of stuck with him, but that was a Cliff Kingsbury decision, so to speak. Is there somebody out there that, that when you look at Bryce Young that they, you can point to and say he'll, he, he believes in him? I, I, I can't specifically say, to be honest. I'd, I'd love to give you a name. I, I think Indianapolis, Chris Ballard, the general manager, he's tried the veteran route over and over and over again, and it's failed. And he's put together a pretty good roster around him. They, they're just looking for a difference maker at that, at that position. And it's also going to be interesting. Like, where's Lamar Jackson going? You know, what's, we, we just saw that Derek Carr is, is, you know, just signed with the Saints. 
you're talking about uh, possibly Aaron Rodgers going to the New York Jets. So there's going to be a lot of movement in the next week or so with some of these quarterbacks. But, uh, but I think Indianapolis, Houston at two, obviously, Indianapolis at four, and then I think Vegas sitting there back at seven is pro- are probably the three teams that are most interested in him. Todd McShay, ESPN NFL Draft Analyst, co-host of the First Draft Podcast, joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Todd, obviously the Jalen Carter situation is ongoing. It's fluid. Uh, what, have, what is the latest that you've been hearing from people around the combine regarding Jalen Carter? Well, no one wants to talk about it, right? Like I've talked to probably six, seven teams, and everyone's like, well, we just have to wait and see. We have he, – I'm telling you, Jalen Carter, when he's right, when he's healthy, he's the best football player in this draft. And I'm including the quarterbacks. He's, he's that impactful. But there were character questions coming in. I had mentioned them. Dog Nation got all over me. They, you know, I, I took it for about 10 days, and then this incident happened. And, and obviously a tragic, horrible incident and, and now you add what teams were already concerned about a little bit and add this to the mix. I dropped him to number 12, but I, I legitimately still think he could be a number, number, you know, top three, four, five pick as long as everything works out legally between now and, and April's draft. Todd, I have C.J. Stroud on my top five list of quarterbacks. You know, C.J. Stroud, obviously, Richardson there, Levitz. Uh, Bryce Young, and then Hooker because of the ACL injury. Where does C.J. Stroud fall in the mix of these quarterbacks based on his uh, combine results? Forget the combine. To me, just go off the tape. And and I think the the best tape that he has is the final tape, and it was in a loss to Georgia. Because what every scout has wanted to see, Key, is – Will he utilize his mobility? Because he has mobility. And he, he tried so hard for so long to just be a pocket passer and stay within the structure of the offense. But when push came to shove and he had to sit there for a month and listen to how you know every doubter coming off the loss to Michigan and how he, he's not utilizing his, his mobility, I, I think he just decided, you know what, enough's enough. And if you can get that C.J. Stroud that you saw against Georgia – you're going to get a special player because he can kill you from inside the pocket. Processes quickly. He, he can make every throw. I go back to that Utah Bowl game, the Rose Bowl, a, a year ago, and, and some of the throws he made without his two, two uh, first-round draft picks at wide receiver and just, just the dots that he was throwing and, and putting the ball perfectly placed. He can do it all from inside the pocket. It's a question of, does he want to be more mobile and create and when the initial play breaks down? And, you know, when you get in the NFL, it's not going to be as pretty as it is when you're sitting in Ohio State playing Illinois and Indiana and <laughs> Purdue. You know, it, it's going to be a whole different world. So I, I think that was promising and probably the best thing that could have happened to him. I think he's the number two quarterback. I have him going number two. Uh, to Houston, assuming Bryce Young goes number one if a team trades up like Indianapolis or maybe Houston trades up. But regardless, I think it's going to go Bryce Young one and it's going to go C.J. Stroud two. And then we'll get into the defensive players like Will Anderson, the the defensive end from Alabama. So, Todd, let me ask you about that. Um, 
Obviously, the quarterback position is a, a hot topic. It always is, especially with guys in the market like Jimmy G, uh, potentially Ryan Tannehill as well. Uh, what teams do you see that – or is there a team outside of those two teams that you just made mention that you could see making a move in trading up in the draft to land one of these top-tier quarterbacks? I think the Raiders, you have to consider the Raiders, right? They're sitting at seven and Carolina at nine. You know, what, what's their long-term answer? So I think those are the four teams, you know, Houston, Indianapolis, Vegas, and, and Carolina are the four teams that I see inside the top ten that could be jockeying around to figure out which, which guy. And you guys know, like, yeah, I, I, like, I like all four of these quarterbacks. I see the positives. I see the negatives. But you fall in love with one guy. And if you fall in love with one guy, you're, you're going to give up a lot to go get him. And that's why Chicago is in an unbelievably good situation. I had in this last mock draft, Chicago moving back to four with Indianapolis and then moving back again so that a team like Vegas or or Carolina could come up and and get that spot. So Chicago could wind up getting just an absolute haul of draft picks. What does the haul look like, Todd? Because of the position they're in at number one. Todd, before we let you go, if you you move back twice, what does that haul look like? uh, Well, if you move back to four, I think it's going to be – Pick 35, which is what uh, Indianapolis has, and then probably a, a fourth or a fifth round pick. And then if you move back again, you're probably getting a, a second or a third and a fourth. So you're talking, you know, five picks in a in, in the first four rounds, in addition to what they already have. Right. So two, a high second, a mid second, say, and then maybe a third and a fourth for that number one overall right. pick. Right. Is that considered really good value for the number one overall pick? Absolutely. I mean, listen, I, I love Will Anderson, but I, I would it, – it's a numbers game to me. I, quantity over, over quality, really. I would much rather have four or five picks than just have one pick and gamble on one guy. I mean, how many busts do we see? It's like a 50-50 proposition in the first round. So if, if you're giving me four or five picks in the first four rounds, I'd, I'd take that over just taking one player. Yeah. Todd McShay. And, unless, and, unless yep. I needed a quarterback. Right. Unless right. I needed a quarterback. And, and I had, you know, an Andrew Luck type of guy, Trevor Lawrence, like that kind of quarterback there. Unless I need a quarterback, I'm moving back and I'm getting as many picks as I can. Plus, they also will have, what, three picks, three or four picks in the first four rounds. And so even, you're talking now seven picks. And it's, it's, it's like kind of how the Jets have, have built things in the last couple of years. Yeah, even if Chicago looks, Richardson, whoever it is, they go, boy, we like him more than Justin Fields. Let's say they said that, Key. Even then, they would have to think the difference between those two guys is worth – Two seconds and a third and a fourth, right? And that is highly unlikely. Todd McShay, ESPN NFL Draft Analyst, co-host of First Draft Podcast. Thanks, Todd, as always. All right, Todd. All right, McShay. You got it, guys. Stay up, brother. Is Derek Carr elite? 888-SAY-ESPN. Can he lead the Saints to a Super Bowl? Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. 
Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. The big story, the first huge shoe has fallen. Derek Carr is a saint. AFC is loaded with great quarterback. The NFC, ah, not so much. Saints were 7-10 to 10 last year. Drew Brees walking through that door? No, he's not walking through that door. Okay, Derek Carr's walking through that door. Hey! Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. <laughs> Jason Fitz is with us now, co-host of the hit new show, Fitz and Harry. Noon to 3 Eastern. Seven. On ESPN Radio with the great Harry Douglas. ESPN app, watch ESPN. You can follow him at Jason Fitz. What's up, Fitzy? I was just living the dream. How y'all doing? So, yeah, you were living a dream until maybe the Raiders lost your guy, right? What, what, was this the right choice for Derek Carr, you think? Look, I think this was the inevitable choice. And I, I was listening to you guys at 9 o'clock, and it, it was interesting because you guys were talking to Deuce McAllister. And I think one of the things with Derek Carr is a lot of people look at the record of the Raiders, and there has to be context there. Like, I think it was Jay Will that said, you know, you got to elevate players around, which I think is fair. But if you look at who Derek Carr has been as a quarterback, he did elevate Nelson Aguilar to the point that he got paid. He elevated Zay Jones to the point that he got paid. Michael Crabtree and Amari Cooper both had really good years. Like Derek Carr has given some excellence on tape. The problem is like he'll win you a couple of games a year that you say, oh my God, and he'll lose you a couple of games a year where you say, oh my God. That's that's the part of it that I think is maddening at times. But let me be clear, the Raiders stink because they can't draft well and they spend wrong in free agency, not just because of Derek Carr. Go ahead, uh, Jay. You can chime in. So you can prove Key's point correctly. Jason, can you – can if the Saints were healthy with Derek Carr, are they a Super Bowl contender? I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender uh, necessarily, but I do think that they're a playoff team. And if you're Derek Carr, man, you just want to live some of that good good for a second, right? Like you have familiarity with the head coach and Dennis Allen, which I think matters. You're playing in a dome, which is a good situation for you. You do have offensive weapons around you, presuming that they can keep everybody intact, and you got a pretty good defense. So if you're, if you're Derek Carr, it's a pretty comfortable situation to go into a division where you're suddenly not taking on Mahomes and Herbert for the next 10 years. How differently are we going to see Derek Carr if he's clearly 
the best quarterback in his division every single week, every single year for the next few years. If he goes on a run and gets to three or four playoffs in a row, suddenly we're having a different conversation. Yeah, I mean, you're having a conversation not? of a top five guy in the entire conference, though. And you say, well, they, you know, you don't see him as a Super Bowl. Think about it. You got the Cowboys, the Eagles, right? Maybe, maybe the 49ers, depending on their quarterback situation. Other than that, okay. who else? Jason, I mean, I'm, Jason, I'm writing it down. March 7th, you know, he said that Derek Carr is going to be a top five quarterback in the NFC. So I, I'm just saying, like, if, if we're talking about how— five now? No, it's no, not know, a quarterback-rich conference. I, yeah, I, I mean, that's, that's a fair all, point, all right? Saying, all, I'm saying, all, all I'm saying is we talk about how loaded he came from the AFC conference. Just let us all set the table that that is now the bar Hertz for or Derek Carr. Hurts or Carr? Hurts. Uh, Dak or Carr? Dak. I agree. Stafford or Carr? Stafford's healthy. Stafford. Uh, can't, I can't. I can't. You can't. Think, you can't. I, I think, no, I ain't going to do that. I, think I, would, Carr, do that. I would take Carr. If Stafford's healthy, I'm taking Stafford. I can't do that. I'm sorry, man. If Stafford's healthy, he won the if Super Stafford's Bowl, healthy, dude. Yeah, but again, same, we're taking same. like won the Super Bowl like it's yes, some metric exactly. of a quarterback. It's he was an all draft pick. What do you want me to do, He's put up big numbers. got a lot of arm talent. When Stafford's healthy, he's I'm, done a I'm, lot. I can't. Daniel I can't Jones or David or Derek Carr? Carr. Carr. I'm taking I'm Daniel taking, Jones. Nah, okay, yeah, all right, you guys. I watched him play played very well this year. And I've watched Carr play for nine damn years. Well, that's true. He does not have a very long track record of playing well. But if Daniel Jones continues this, like what I saw in the last six weeks of the season, including the playoffs, that's a good quarterback. I I would just remind everybody, I think it was the 2018 draft class for the Raiders. If you go back and look at the 2018 draft class, not a single player from that draft class made it two years with the team. Like, think about that level of drafting incompetence when we think about the conversation about Derek Carr. Again, I will say, I know that it didn't go well last year. Everybody knows that. Sometimes it's it's just not a good fit. The marketplace has spoken. Derek Carr is valued under $40 million a year, period. That's what the marketplace said. That's not going to be the case for other quarterbacks who you guys are talking about in that level. The, Dak the Prescott's about to get more than okay, that. Well, Daniel I mean, Jones about to get more than that. Let's use a music analogy. Taylor Swift makes a lot more than Bruce Springsteen. Are you going to sit here and say that Taylor Swift Completely, is better than Bruce Springsteen? Jason depends if she owns her no, masters. No, no, Jay, stop. <laughs> Fitz, Fitz, <laughs> that, is, that is a very bad analogy because in that business, it's purely a popularity contest among consumers. Oh, God, this is a market. This is a marketplace of teams bidding on who they think is the best, but Der- but not Der- the Carr, favorite of fans. Derek Carr wasn't chasing money. He was chasing fit. The fit. Do you think the, hey, He's fits, chasing do fit, you not think money. the fits was better in, in New Orleans than New York, than I the think, Jets? I think the personality fit is better in New Orleans than it would be in New York, but I think the opportunity to win in New York would have been better for him. But again... All of a sudden, if you're with the Jets, you're the quarterback of the Jets. I think he has a real shot at a Super Bowl. I, I do. Agree. But I also think if you're the quarterback of the Jets, you got to admit that you're still going to be the at best if you have a career year. What the fifth or sixth best quarterback in that conference? So you are putting everything on the line, hoping that your path to a Super Bowl doesn't mean you have to go through I don't know Buffalo or Cincinnati or Kansas good City argument. yet again. So it's a good argument. Tough division, tough yeah, why conference. Would you, why would you put yourself division. in a position? Why would you put yourself in a position to set yourself up to fail? 
But do you I mean, think like, he took a discount? Find it like think of the steepness it, of it, that it, discount. Well, if you don't believe but, that. but that also we got to factor in seven million dollars. You got to factor in the, the fact that in his rookie year, Derek Carr went to the team and was considering retirement, so he could just go into ministry. Like there are yes. different things and different priorities for different people. Plus, yes. I don't want to get way in the weeds here, but like the tax rate in New York, the jock tax rate, which you guys all know, is atrocious in New York versus New Orleans. So he can take a discount and still walk with top, more money. Top quarterbacks get guaranteed 50 plus a year and the guarantee is well north of 100 million it's 150 million he got guaranteed yeah but you're 30 talking about though max is you're talking about an uh, older quarterback versus young dude these dudes are young yeah we got about a minute left jason i do want to ask you would it be a mistake if the ravens gave lamar jackson the non-exclusive tag no uh, yes 100 percent. if they if they put up any situation where i can back a brinks truck up and get him dan snyder will do it with fully guaranteed money i believe i believe the raiders would be in that conversation if they could be in that conversation i believe the falcons would be in that conversation you want to hand 250 million dollars in two first round when you think about how much equity it will cost to move up in the draft i can give up less equity, more money, and give up and get Lamar? I mean, if you told me you could draft Lamar, you'd be happy with that? Yes, 100%. If the Ravens do that, he will not be a Raven. Yeah. Told you, Jay! Well, we don't have enough time for me to really rebuttal Keyshawn. <laughs> Save it. You can write it down and Come use on it the tomorrow. Show tomorrow. I'm here every day. I will remind everyone now. again. <laughs> That Lamar Jackson is three weeks younger than Joe Burrow. Jason Fitz. Move your car, buddy. 12-3 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and watch ESPN. Thanks, Fitzy. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes. Ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.